Welcome to Scent 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Good morning, Sarah. Hello. Hello. How are you, Kevin? I'm stoked. Good. I really am. I'll tell you why. This episode is is a little different than some we've done before. It's with a, a friend of mine, Dennis Deary, mm -hmm. who is a counselor, and I love introducing people to really cool people. And Dennis is, he's a really cool person. He's so caring. You hear the love in his voice when he's talking to us. So I'm I'm stoked that we get to share Dennis Deary with our people. Yeah, and Dennis's episode is a little different in the sense of the focus more of our episode ended up being more kind of the whole key from our verse first. Well, it's not our verse, but the <laughs> verse we, we kind of like brand by first Peter three fifteen that sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Mm. And so a lot of what you're going to hear today, you're going to hear part of Dennis's testimony and then just some really profound tips and practical things that you and I can do to really just sanctify God in our hearts and sanctify meaning like having him firm and knowing him and yeah. really as it says in first John to come and know that we know and we believe the love that God has for yeah. us and that's a lot of what goes on today we even get into a little bit of emotional health which is one of my favorite subjects yeah. for those that know me so we're we're glad to be sharing that with you yep yeah, way fun and way deep I'm really looking forward to hearing it back myself yeah and right before we jump into that in a second we do have a very special announcement that we just decided this week that on July 17th, it's a Saturday, mark your calendars, 10 a.m., we are doing our first ever live Zoom with our audience, with you guys. So we will be promoting this on our Instagram and in our Facebook community and we'll send you the link if you sign up for it. We want to see you there. We want you to come with your hardest questions okay. that you have. <laughs> and we also are looking for a couple people to share their stories mm. and sharing their faith. And so we're very excited about the Zoom meeting. So you guys listening right now are yep. the first to know July 17th, Saturday, 10 a.m. And you know what? One of the things we've got to tell them is this is 10 a.m., Pacific time. Thank you. In, yes. the, in California, in the United States, because we're in dozens of countries mm -hmm. right now, too, which is crazy. And we would love to have an international flair to this. So Google what time 10 a.m. San Diego time <laughs> is in uh, our Russian listener. Yes. <laughs> wherever that that's is. That's a great point. Yeah. So, yeah. man, that's so much fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. So we'll see you guys online. Get on that link. And we hope you enjoy today's episode with Dennis Deary. guest. I know you're going to say how you know him and all this stuff, but I was reading over some of his background. Yeah. And you wrote down when you chatted with him before that he's been an elephant trainer at the LA Zoo, a rodeo clown, a bull rider. He does jujitsu and he's a surfer. So mm -hmm. we have a very interesting person here. And with I us didn't today. make any of that up. And of course, you guys all know because he's famous like that. Um, this is Dennis Deary that we're talking to today. Good well, morning. Hello. Welcome to the show. Sarah and Kevin. Hey. 
So when you're 18, how do you train an elephant, Dennis? We could spend most of the time on that, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's an important clarification I need to make. I wasn't an elephant trainer. I was an elephant shoveler. <laughs> um, like you shoveled the elephant or oh, what came out of the what, elephant? What came out of the elephant. Okay. And I you, do that with my shuzitsu. Yeah. Is, it, is it different? With an elephant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, it requires a bigger shovel. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it did affect my bicep size. From a, Well, I can tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was from shoveling. Go yeah. to the Instagram page to see Dennis Deary's bicep. <laughs> yeah. So, Kevin, how do you know Dennis? Oh, man, there's some relationships that when you start out, there's just a connection. And I've just always been a little bit in awe. I have seen a bull riding scar that he has. <laughs> and he's a really special man. I really, it, we don't get together all the time and everything, but we've prayed for each other. We've spent some time with each other. And when we first met, Dennis, it was uh, at a men's retreat, right? That's right. And I was going through a, a rough spot in my life. It was uh, something where I was really trying to hang on to God and hear from God, and uh, thankfully did. So that was, a, that was a deep, special time. And then the second time, there was a tragedy that happened with one of our elementary school children. Didn't happen at our school, but he heroically defended uh, another neighborhood kid and took a knife in the chest from a young man who had an anger problem. And so that was devastating. So of course, us knowing Dennis's skills, he was brought on along with another pastoral counselor that we have and just worked magnificently with the children at the school that were going through harsh tragedy while I was interfacing with the media. So we kind of got to work together on that. So we go that way and, and then we do some other things and I watch jujitsu and he does jujitsu. Let's talk a little bit about a situation where you had been used by the Lord to share his good news and freedom with somebody. It was just a great story and just a natural story that happened with you. But um, it was after a time where you had had an abrupt career move which was really interesting to me because I've had friends who aren't 20 years old who are changing career paths abruptly, and myself happened to me. So what was that like? Right, yeah, and that abrupt career move wasn't something that I had chosen to, to participate in, so it was it was quite a difficult time. And after that happened, I dealt with anxiety and some depression for sure. It's interesting how we go through these really difficult things that are seemingly ugly and brutal, and God's faithfulness is, is always there. And all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. And I, I love God. I mean, I really do. But I, I was feeling terrible. So God got me through that. And it, it was such a beautiful thing. That encouraged me and empowered me, really. That tragedy that I went through, or great disruption, was something that God used. That's what he does. He uses those things. I'm adopted. In his, I'm one of his kids. That helped me recognize that more. So from that, I was able to get another position at a, a hospital in San Diego. And I was able to share my faith with uh, a young person that was there that was struggling. He later called me and said that he wanted to talk some more. And I invited him and his spouse to church. And they came to church and he, we would be in contact and talk a lot. And I think it was the third time that this person came to church with me, there was an altar call. I said, Lord, have this person just look over to me and say, hey, Dennis, we go up with me. I want to do, I'm going to pray. So I, I prayed that 
And then like three seconds later, he said, hey, Dennis, be good with me. I want to pray. <laughs> I said, yeah. I, I said, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it might be a sign that I you should no do it. Gee, Lord, thank you. So we walked up and Jim Self and I prayed with him and he committed his, his life to the Lord. You know, that's a beautiful thing. And when we were talking about that, it evolved into a deeper conversation. And, and so this is sent 315. Okay, so we know that we're sent. We believe that strongly. And the second part of that is 1 Peter 3.15, right? right? And so I, I mentioned to you the beginning of that, sanctify Christ as mm. Lord in your heart. Yeah. And you jumped all over that because that has deep meaning for you and it's just core to who you are. Right. Why don't you elaborate on that a bit, what that means to you? So these challenges that we go through life can be mystifying and can cause us to lose our faith and to just feel puny and use, useless and that life is just a burden. But I, I've been praying for myself. Alex Goodman would always say, pray for yourself, little brother. <laughs> pray for yourself like a beggar with a tin can asking for coins. And I know I'm not a beggar. I'm a child of God. And I'm by God's mercy and grace, I have access to the throne. Sometimes I don't feel that, but that's just the truth. That's just the reality. God has caused me to really be able to get a hold of that. So I'm very excited about the Lord in my life. How does that walk itself out? That sanctifying him as Lord, how does that look right. in your life? Right. First of all, I've worked on recognizing God's word and his truth and worked on believing it. You know, we could say we believe something. It's in my head, mm -hmm. but it's, it's something that you feel in your chest, I think, too. If it's a visceral kind of experience, it can be. And I think it's important. Because if, if we really love uh, the Chargers or the Dodgers or, or whatever team you happen to like, sorry, I said the Dodgers. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The Dodgers. and um, Brooklyn, go. Yeah, that's oh, right. <laughs> the bums. Okay. It's a feeling you have. It's something you, so you go, oh, yeah, I love those guys. You feel it in your heart. And that's, God gets glory when we feel him and love him. Mm -hmm. And our, our faith isn't based on feeling. But I think it's a result. Yeah. It's a byproduct. And something we can work towards because it's something that's enjoyable, right? I I spend time with the Lord. I spend time with Him in the morning, and when I come home, I spend time with Him. I talk with Him throughout the day, and it might be long periods where I don't say anything to Him. And I go, Lord, I've kind of I haven't talked to you for a while. Thank you that you still, you love me and you're so merciful. I go outside, I look at the sky, and I say, Lord, you are beautiful. You are so beautiful. So I, I think quiet times, spending time with God is so important. And if I don't have those, and if a Christian doesn't have those, they're missing out. You know, do we think he's boring or do we think he doesn't accept us or what's going on there? God wants that from us and it benefits us greatly and it brings enjoyment and joy and empowers us to go out and do things. Dennis, when did that start for you? Like, when did you get to that place where you were consistent with that walk and learning to discuss with him? And how did that build for you? So I accepted the Lord probably when I was 14 at a camp. And then from that point on, I decided I went and got, bought a Bible at the camp. And so from that point on, I pretty much read the Bible every day. This is an attention deficit, goofy kid who made a decision to do that. I said, this is something I'm going to do in my life. And I wasn't walking straight. Then I didn't have a church. I was living in LA. I was a little kid in the 70s. But I had that peace in my life. So God's word was going into my head. I wasn't believing at all. I wasn't having victory in my life necessarily. But God's word was going in. I made that a habit. And as, as I progressed in my life, I, I got under good teachers. 
pastors. I was involved in their leadership in my life, their guidance. I opened myself up to other men for accountability, and I pursued God the best that I knew at that time, and God's mercy and grace was there to help me continue in the path that he had for me. But, you know, I'm a human, regular person, and God is using this regular person to do things, and it's such a pleasure. It's really a privilege, but it's a joy because I go, wow, Lord, I should be ruining things. And with you, I'm not. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. It really is. There's a combination of what you're saying that's really powerful to me because when you go through hard times, you're going through murky times where you don't know where you're going to go, feelings aren't the whole thing. No. The facts of how God loves you, how he's got you, and then for him to just extraordinarily go, yeah, you're asking for this. Here's the three-second answer. He was so involved in that guy's life. And so you were so on track with that good yeah. work that it was like, bang. And you don't always get that. Mm -mm. So this is evidence that he's for you. He's with you. And when you experience some of that, then you also get, well, I want to get to know this person more. I want to spend time with this person. Yes. more. I want to enjoy this person more. And, mm -hmm. uh, relationship. Yeah. With God, mm -hmm. just it's just crazy. And I know you said something that really struck me, which was if Christians aren't having that type of time with the Lord, then you're not going to see much evangelism in their life. And it really struck a chord with me because, you know, it's that old saying, you become like who you hang out with. Yeah. And by spending time with Lord, his personality, that's how I look at fruit of the spirit. That's the personality of Jesus. And you become more and more like him. And that evidence of that time spent with him makes you somebody that other people want to come to or find out right. what's up with you. You know, we're going to all die. We have limited time on the earth. And it's good that we're going to die. That's a good thing. People don't think it's a good thing. Why don't they think it's a good thing? I'm going to be with the living God? Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But we have to use our time. And when we surrender to him, I'm just telling you, it brings joy. Because we're going to go through hard times no matter what. But why would you want to miss out on God? And now the reason probably is people might not really believe he's going to meet them. Or they're not going to be accepted, which aren't true, right? God is going to accept us. Or there could be habitual sins but they're not willing to give up, which is a drag because you're ripping yourself off, you're ripping off God too, and other people and your kids and your friends and your people that you bump into. We're agents of Christ. It can come out naturally and beautifully because he gives us love because we know we're loved and we know we're goofballs. Despite that, he's adopted us and chosen us and, and brought us into the fold. How exciting. You use the word naturally as far as the Lord just flowing out of us. Do you kind of remember how that started when you started sharing your faith in that way to the point where it's more natural to you? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You know, I think it was, it was maybe it was gradual. I've been a Christian a long time. And you can go through your Christian life missing certain things and then they, it finally happens or whatever. I, I'm not too sure how to answer that except that it comes out of me. I love God and I believe his word and it just comes out of me. And I think it comes out of a lot of people. So what I'm hearing is maybe an encouragement to our listeners is not to force the evangelism part, but no. to keep keep committed like you did. I loved how you shared when you were younger that you stayed committed, even though it wasn't all fixed and all, all together, you just kept going on. That's a big piece, right? 
you know, sharing our faith, sharing Jesus, what he's given us. First of all, committing ourselves to that, to get to know him and get to really experience that. But the idea is so many people can feel shame and guilt, like I'm not doing evangelism like I see somebody else doing it. And he made you a certain way, and he has created these opportunities for you because he's with you on this. This is his idea. And so organic, natural, authentic relationship with him and with others, that's what makes sense, and it really does work. Some of the most caring people that I know are not Christians. Yes. And when you connect with those people in a very real way, it can dispel some of the feelings that they have about Christians where they think, you know, all I've seen is what they're against, how they argue, that they're haters right, or, or all right. of that. And then all of a sudden they run across somebody who resonates right. joy and love right. and respect. Right. And all of a sudden they're all over it. There, there's no barrier there between you and them. So Kev, this is evangelism. This is evangelism. When you speak to people with kindness, when you don't respond to somebody who's grumpy in a grumpy way, when you smile, when other people maybe aren't smiling, when you warmly greet somebody, when your face and your eyes convey love in an environment that maybe there's not a lot of love there or a lot of stress, when you, people know that when you come into the room, you're not going to share your opinions, which I love to do, by the way. <laughs> you know, I do that more at home. I shouldn't do that as much at home. But, I've been there. Yeah, I know. Oh, you know, it's, it's a bummer, huh? Yeah. <laughs> God's working on me. But people need us. People in the world need us. Our family needs us. And we don't want to be in our deathbed looking up at the ceiling and going, wow, I spent all my time surfing or doing jujitsu and I didn't mentor people I could have mentor. I didn't do whatever I needed to do to bless God's people and to people that I wanted to share Christ with. It, it's really us living a life and people can see it. You're planting seeds. And you may not be the one that sees that. That's the cool part about yes. it. Yes. You will see it later, though. Yes, heaven. that's true. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. At the end of the run with Berkeley, we end up in this parking lot. And uh, David Matrenga. Is, Our young adult's pastor. That's, that's who he is. He was there with another guy named David that I hadn't met before. And David and I have been working on some different things where it's just natural to get together with people. I do it uh, trail running. You know, sometimes it's not my granddaughter. He was doing it with mountain biking. They're on the same trail and they had already finished up. And his idea was, let's find people who already do stuff that they like. Also inviting other people who like to do that. Because there's people who will maybe never accept your invitation to church. Maybe they will, but a lot of people won't. They don't want to go to church. Oh, lightning will strike me. The ceiling will fall on me. I've heard it a ton. But they'll go mountain biking with you. Right. And then as you earn the opportunity through just natural relationship and being as much like Jesus as you've got in you, that's exactly what David was doing on that mountain bike. Yeah, uh, I could totally see that. Yeah. And so people that are listening, besides having a devotional time and having a time with the Lord that you set aside for sure is... Get close and rub elbows with people who might not have a relationship with Jesus doing the kinds of things that you and they like to do. Right. It's just, it's really sneaky evangelism. Right. That verse that says not to be of the world, it doesn't mean to, you know, treat the world like they're the black plague. No, (laughs) absolutely not. And when we do that, we have to be careful that we don't have an agenda so much. Absolutely. And they can sense that a mile away, then they don't want to come to church with us and then... 
we leave and they go, hey, that's what he was trying to do. So that's right. that's a bad witness. When we get the idea, in my opinion, when we get the idea that it is the Holy Spirit that draws people and that we're an instrument in his hands, yeah. but we're not getting anybody saved. So give up on that and just do what you're supposed to do, which is love people. Oh, love like them. Jesus love loved them. people. Do that, and actually it's fun to do things that you like to do, too. So yeah. <laughs> there's kind of a natural thing there. But I've just seen it happen so often. But you got to have proximity with people who are right. far from God to be able to have any kind of relationship with them. And the first step, Kevin, with that is that if we're wanting to do that, but we don't feel loved by God, we're not mm-hmm. sensing God, we're not experiencing His love, then we can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's where a lot of Christians are stuck. Because we can have a lot of guilt and all these different things that go on. Maybe we we are doing things that we need to feel guilty about. We need to get that taken care of. But there's a lot of lies that people believe. So we got to deal with truth. Mm -hmm. We have to believe truth, practice believing truth, Mm -hmm. experience the benefits of that. I do mental health. I'm working in the mental health field. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a therapy that helps people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, or different things. It helps them recognize lies that they're believing and helps them recognize that when we believe things inaccurately, it often causes us to feel things based on what we're believing. And that's usually negative. So we need to work on being believing things accurately according yeah. to God's word. Yeah. I've been taking some mental health in that frame course I've been doing. And they talked about uh, your cognitive confirmation bias, which they call your prover, which is your yeah. brain will actually look for information to confirm what your belief is and that will become your experience right and so what would you say dennis to people that they know in their head oh god loves me but maybe they don't realize that their subconscious belief system Mm. doesn't agree with that and they're waiting for that experience to change it Right. What, what would you say that's to a, that That's a good person? question. So God's given us a, an extra thing to, to activate that helps our brain change, and it's called neuroplasticity mm-hmm. and, and neurogenesis. Neuroplasticity means our brain, we, our brains are made of a bunch of neurons. Each neuron, we have, I don't know, 300 billion or something neurons in our brain. Between 100 I lost and, track when I was counting them. Yes. <laughs> Lots. Yeah, I'm no kidding. Each one of those neurons collects information and holds data, basically. But when we believe things accurately, we reconfigure the way our brains are networked, the way our brain cells are networked. The brain cells have these little arms that go out and connect to other brain cells. But neuroplasticity means those little arms readjust themselves and enables us to believe based on new changes in our brain. We get the new changes in our brain by practicing believing the truth and thinking about those things. Absolutely. You know, that brings us back to getting into the Word of God, renewing your mind. That's what they were talking about. When the Bible says renewing your mind, these other channels, it's often, there's a great book that I read called Liminal Thinking, and it's bringing these beliefs and these lenses that we're looking through and examining them. And the cool, cool thing about it is the Holy Spirit will illuminate these things that are lies. And the bottom line is with this, perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. So the thing that gets in the way of being genuine with people or sometimes even pursuing God because you think he's like your dad who wasn't a real nice guy to you right. because you got that belief system going uh-huh. on, those are the things that can get in the way. 
of us having relationship with God and relationship with other people. As you understand his love for you, right. and as that drives out that fear, and he has the same love for those other people, all mm-hmm. of a sudden it can really, really come together. Sarah, I know that we promised people 30 minutes or less on this, and we're yeah. kind of towards the end of it. Either of you guys have something just to, like, this is the point I want to drive home today with whoever's listening. Oh, for me, it's God loves us. We just have to really recognize that and let him activate you and experience him in a deeper way, in a way that he's designed us to experience him. And I know there's a lot of Christians, as I mentioned, that maybe don't experience that, but it's absolutely there. I think it's important to have a mentor, if possible, be wise with your choice, to spend time with the Lord, as we mentioned, and make that a priority, to also have accountability. I have have accountability partner lives up in Washington. Bruce, my buddy, been friends for a long time. I know he's listening. Yeah, he is. And if you have an accountability partner, I would encourage you to let them know everything that's going on from the beginning and give them questions to ask you in your weak areas so they can make sure that you're not, that you're not moving around stuff, you know? Yeah. And guy, guys need this too because of sexual sin and stuff like that's really important. I think it's a real big thing for guys. It's great for everybody, obviously. But um, God has got a plan. He is beautiful. Yeah. He is beautiful. Yeah, there was a lot of good things here today. Hopefully our listeners agree. But I think a, a couple, a big takeaway is is to choose to believe before you feel it, before mm-hmm. you feel like you're having that experience. Take the Lord at his word yeah. and, and choose to believe yeah. it. And be honest that you don't feel it. It's okay to tell God, yes. I don't feel like you love me. Yes. And that is going to translate over into you sharing with other people. And maybe maybe you don't struggle with the Lord loving you as much, but maybe there's some lies and wrong beliefs as far as you sharing with people or that it has to be this bigger thing. Choose to believe before you feel an experience because the Lord has equipped you to do that. And yeah. we hope you continue on the journey with us because we want to be a place where you can start retraining your neuroplasticity yeah. you know, <laughs> here I, on the podcast. I have one more thing really quick to say that get a habit of talking to God, praying, don't close your eyes, keep your eyes open. So you, you're going to do it throughout the day. You go outside mm. and you look in the sky and you just say, Lord, you are beautiful. Yeah. And also pray for yourself. Say, Lord, I'm not feeling it. Please help me. Please help me enjoy you. Help me. Please help me. And that's like maybe should be your number one prayer because when you do that, you're activating yourself. You're a soldier. You're activating yourself and God's going to help you. Right on. He's on our side. This has been a great time. I mean, I've really appreciated this. And like most times, I want to go more, but we got to let them go because these guys are going to work or they're doing stuff. We just thank you for listening. Hopefully there's some meat here that you can share with other people. We're going to be back here next week. So uh, come back and return and tell your friends. And don't forget, you're sinful.